This podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan, but what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica Lee McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening podcast. Hi, my hapsters. I missed you. I missed you while I was up at the lake. I was thinking about you guys lots. And I was thinking about my hapsters in happening sessions. It has been quite a week and a couple of housekeeping things that I just want to update you guys on. But yeah, letting you know the lake lake was so fun. It was so nice to just get away from COVID and to just have my son Calvin be, be jumping in the lake and eating ice cream and just doing kid things. And it felt like some normalcy. And it was really really nice Cayuga Lake upstate in the the Finger Lakes in upstate New York it was just so beautiful Um, but anyway now I am back we are back in action and uh, I have a couple of exciting announcements for my hapsters so I know a couple of episodes back I mentioned that one of my hapsters had found out that she was going to be on the Inc. 5000 list but we couldn't say who because it wasn't released actually until August 12th, which was um, a couple of days ago. And it is now I can fi- officially tell you it is Wendy Yates. So Wendy, congratulations. Her company is Abigail Elise Interiors um, and she's got a handful of companies, but they are among the fastest growing companies in America. Can you can you just feel the excitement? I'm so excited for her. And uh, yeah, not only was she on this Inc. 5000, top 5000, but she broke the top 1000. She was number 942 in the fastest growing companies in America, along with um, plenty of other companies that you've heard of and you know and you love. Um, and I'm just, I'm just so proud. And I really wanted to say one of the things I'm the most proud of about her and the way that she shows up and the things that she embodies that I uh, teach all of my hapsters, but the thing that she really kind of has mastered is a willingness to fail frequently and big. She goes for these big, audacious, big goals, and she understands that she can't guarantee that every time she does that, it's all going to work out. And she's willing to have those failures. And she's had failures along the way. And that is what has allowed her to stand on top of those piles of failures that we all have in our lifetimes. She just got through them a lot quicker than most of us are willing to do it. And she gets to stand on top of the that mountain of failures and look out and just be at that point where she has gotten on this Inc. 5000 list. And I'm so proud of you, Wendy. And for those of you uh, who are listening or other hapsters that kind of are like, how'd she do it? And I want to hear from her. Don't you worry. We're going to have her on the podcast to talk to you guys and give you some behind the scenes um, of what's going on with her and her journey and what what led her there and, and what's to come. So congrats to you, Wendy. And uh, yeah, I just, I we've been doing focusing on women and money in in uh, the August happening sessions in our group 
coaching session. So like if you work with me one-on-one as a client, uh, then you guys are all put together in happening sessions, which is where we you get coached as a group. We deep dive into a theme. And right now it's women and money. And I'm so hyped up when I finished a brain candy. I did one this morning. And because I think it's so interesting the way that women think about money differently than the way men think about money and about making it, about earning it, about having it and spending it, about their value. And it's just so interesting and there's so much to be unpacked there. So lots of exciting things happening in there, lots of unlearning happening. Um, And also we are going to be deep diving for September if you are on the fence or you've been listening to the podcast and you're like, I don't know, maybe I would be interested in in this or I'm ready to kind of take my business to the next level. We are going to be deep diving into scheduling next month. It's also going to come, everyone's going to get um, the first draft of the scheduling course that will be available uh, for purchase also separately for my non-hapsters, but it'll be free. So if you're also thinking about coaching, you'll just get double the value um, if you are ready and to come in and join us for uh, for September. But yeah, my scheduling has been on lock. I'm not going to lie. I'm really, really proud. I know this week we can shout out um, Carla for her scheduling, despite all the craziness that's always going on over there in her business. Carla is a florist and she has scheduled so tightly over the last couple of years that now even when something big happens like you know changing the location of her shop and moving she can make the decision and have the foresight to know that she can move in a a week or make that decision in a week because her scheduling and her budgeting are something that she has really really on lock and so I'm so proud of you there uh, Carla and also excited um, for my girl Virginia who has a minimal impact shop and um, I know even though things aren't perfect with with COVID some of you guys are mompreneurs and scheduling is not something that is just for people who don't have kids if you have a crazy life if you have you know I've heard all of the excuses scheduling is for everyone it's not about perfection it's not about writing down your schedule and then a week later following it perfectly it's about having that pri- those priorities outlined and very clear so when something else comes up you can reschedule and or say you know what this is the priority okay that's it that's simply it. it's a way of decluttering your brain so you can get shit done okay all right that's enough i'm at that rant so um shout out to all the peeps and now let's talk about the topic well i also wanted to talk about give a little backup and recap what this podcast is all about. If you're kind of newer and you jumped in in the middle, this is a business podcast about feelings. And some people think that that is sounds like an oxymoron, right? Like, wait, business, feelings. But we know, the hapsters know that business isn't personal, but it is emotional. And while that's the tagline of this podcast, you might not really understand what I mean when I say that. So let me break it down for you. Business is impersonal. So to me, that means a couple of things. It means if someone buys from you or doesn't buy from you, we don't make it about us, right? Our business is separate from us. It's not our baby. Like some people talk about their business as if it's their baby. No, 
it's not your baby, right? It is separate from you. It's something you create with your thinking and your thinking is something that is fluid and you can constantly change. Okay. That is that about that. And also when it comes to business isn't personal, um, hiring and firing decisions are about results. It's not about the warm and fuzzy feelings that you're going to feel all the time. And also when you believe this and you understand that business isn't personal, it allows you to be really honest. It allows you to better hold your people accountable and your clients accountable. I mean, a lot of the times I have to have very uncomfortable conversations with my clients and I have to um, be the only person that is willing to tell them the truth about how they're showing up so that they can get the result that they want. It is not always fun to do (laughs) and we have to walk a line because I love them as well but it's not personal right business is about results and if you want to get those results you need to make sure that you're not making your results a reflection of your self-worth people are like yeah I want to make sure that my price is high to reflect my self-worth no your self-worth is always a hundred percent always okay so that's not going to change whether you sell zero things or a million things, right? So if you're trying to hustle your way or earn your way to um, feeling a better self-worth, that is a waste of your time. Your self-worth is already as high as it's going to be. And that's hundred percent. Okay. Second part of this is business is impersonal, but it is emotional, right? What does that mean? So it means that our feelings drive our actions, Feelings drive action. So if we want to take positive actions consistently as a business owner, we need to know how to create those positive feelings. We can't just ignore feelings altogether and say like, okay, I know I need to have a good mindset. And then also I, um, I know I need to take all of these actions. I need to invite, um, I need to make offers. I need to, you know, track my income. I need to do all these things you're not doing it consistently because if you don't feel motivated or you don't feel proud or you don't feel um, excited or you don't feel valuable, you're not going to take those actions. And another thing about it being emotional is we need to know how to manage our negative feelings. Hello. And I know if you're an entrepreneur and are listening to this, you are on this roller coaster, right? Sometimes your feels get in the way of everything you want to do. And we, we teach you in coaching, in happening sessions, how to manage your negative feelings. There's a specific scientific tool. It's not advice that I give you. I give you a strategy that you can use even when you're done coaching with me, which I hope is never, but obviously as you grow, you're going to have new, new coaches. I, I, I'm all for the growth process and I don't want you to feel dependent on coaching and on me. You want to be dependent on yourself and on your brain. So we manage those negative emotions, especially the five deadly ones. So for for me, those are guilt, worry, overwhelm, doubt, and confusion. Never. No reason for them. Okay? So we manage those. Then the last part is that customers base, buy based on their feelings. So we need to know how to understand and create the environment the and for the right buying emotions, based on the right buying emotions. Okay? So, and the most important buying emotion is feeling safe. A customer needs to feel safe when they're talking to you and, and trust you in order to buy. 
And if you're not a business owner, by the way, and you're listening to this, and I know there are a bunch of you that just listen to this as personal development, this would just be a concept that you can apply to selling your own ideas in like a meeting or, you know, in a conversation at a you know, school board meetings I know are happening right now. And if you have a strong opinion or if you um, are an environmental advocate, whatever idea that you have that you want to get across, you need to make the other person who's making the decision feel safe, like you're not attacking them with your ideas, right? So here are some ways that you can do that. Number one, energy over information. This is like something that I have been teaching for years and it's it's to me what I think is the foundation of good sales. What mood should your client be in before in order for them to buy your product or service? And you need to think about this. It's not just like one blanket emotion is going to be the same for all different products or services. I am going to feel completely different when I'm about to buy something really expensive versus something that's not so expensive. If I'm going to buy something that I've already bought before versus buying something that I have no idea if I can get the result that this product or service is um, is offering, right? So should your think about it and maybe write down three different emotions that your customer or potential client should feel in order to buy. Should they feel relaxed? Should they feel fancy? Should they feel excited and pumped about a result? Should they feel optimistic? Do they have to believe in themselves before they can buy your product or service? These are really important questions to be aware of, and we need to think about it and then create the conversation tone accordingly. For me, my clients need to feel a deep belief in themselves. They need to feel confident that this is this is something that they will create the results for. Yes, I am a vehicle, but it doesn't matter how much money they invest in this, they're going to make it back because them making it back is something that they can create that result. So we need them to understand the, um, the founding principles of what we teach in coaching, that their thoughts ultimately drive their feelings, which drive their actions, which produce their results, right? This is the model um, from the Life Coach School that I teach um, in, in my own practice, but it was founded of course by Brooke Castillo of the Life Coach School. And this tool is, is functional, right? I mean, that's, those are the principles in, in pretty much life. It's just the way the world works. She didn't invent that. Um, but the way that we think about it, um, is really helpful. And I give that to them before they even buy, but you might have another thing that you, they need to dig into. Okay. The second thing is to focus on them. So, You need to be interested, not interesting. I see a mistake that I see so often is people trying to be so interesting or make the product sound so interesting to the person that they're selling to. And I'm like, they are, you're losing them. Like they don't even care because you're just going on and on and on and they don't feel safe. Why? Because they feel like you're not even listening to them, right? They feel as if they're, they've come into a room to listen to a pitch. Like it doesn't even matter whether you're selling to them or selling to, you know, Joe Schmo down the street. 
right? Because, hey, like I am going to have different needs than Joe Schmo, okay? I'm a different, unique person with unique needs, but it's true. And when you are interested and curious and genuinely asking a lot of questions, it is so much easier to make them feel safe because they feel like you get it. And then they will feel like they they can understand whether or not that they feel like you understand whether or not your product or service is even a good match for them. If you're trying to sell them before you understand who they are, there there's like this, mm, I don't feel safe here. I don't feel like I can trust this person. They would have sold it to me whether it was right for me or not. So how can I know if it's right for me, right? So listen, if you listen enough to them, you can let them sell themselves. Such a fun thing. In when I worked for Beachbody, I used to do this all the time. All I all I did really in my selling, people would always ask me like, oh "My gosh, how did you sell this challenge pack or this most expensive challenge pack?" I was like, "Weird. I didn't just go in necessarily deciding in advance exactly what they would need. I have an idea, but then I just listened." And she told me she was mom and she was busy and she needed something convenient and that she really cared about the nutrition. So I was like, you know what? Like this person doesn't want to have to think at all about the decision. So it's actually made more sense for me to offer her the thing that had the most included to give her the most simplicity. She ordered it all at once and then she was going to have her next three months completely planned out and Maybe that's not right for everyone, but it was for her. And so when you listen, you can give the reasons. Like she told me herself what she needed, right? Whereas if you're selling a Ferrari, you don't just list all the features of why Ferrari is so amazing because everybody has a different reason for loving a Ferrari. Maybe someone really loves cars and they do care about the engine and blah, blah, blah. But maybe someone just wants a Ferrari because they're like, it's luxury. It's status, right? They like limited edition things or they want to feel powerful or they just got like a huge raise or a huge bonus and they want to take action on that, right? You need to listen first to understand so that you're not selling them on things that don't have anything to do with what they care about, right? Okay. And then the third thing is you got to believe hard in your own value. My clients will buy anything I sell them. (laughs) And I know a lot of them listen to this podcast and I feel comfortable saying that anyway. Why? Because, and, and it doesn't even matter. I can raise the prices. In fact, the other day, one of my clients told me, she was like, oh, what are your prices now? Cause she's been with me for a while. And I was like, oh, I told her what my prices were. And she was like, oh yeah, like, I think it's time for you to raise them. And I'm like, oh yeah, you'd pay more. And she's like, I mean, don't tell you that, but yeah, I would. (laughs) And I was like, you know what? You're right. Um, and because I know that they'll buy anything that'll sell them because they know I only sell fucking amazingness and that whatever I promise I'm going to over deliver on. But the truth is the ultimate reason why I know that my people feel safe from the very first conversation we have, whether or not I know them at all, or whether they found me through a Facebook group or through um, my podcast, it's because there's never a need for me to oversell them because I know the value of what I'm offering. I know that it's so amazing. I know the potential if they just 
work with me, like they will get any result that they want for their business, any amount of money, any number of clients. I know this. And if that person doesn't buy, someone else is going to. And you need to have that kind of confidence and understanding and hard belief in the value of what you're offering because that confidence makes your customer feel safe. If you're anxious or nervous about them buying, and like especially I know this shows up naturally in when you're doing it in the beginning, and I always say like, hey, if you don't have a customer and you're trying to sell your very first customer, all you lean into is the value. What do you know is true about what you're offering? right? You don't have a testimonial yet, but what do you know that's true? That's valuable, right? Even if you haven't sold this, do you know someone else who is selling this and you feel like you can deliver the same thing or better? That's value right there. And then ultimately let them decide what the value is, but you need to believe in your own value so that they can feel safe. Cause if, if you're anxious and you're nervous, even if they want it, they'll start to wonder like, wait, if she's not sure and she's showing up like this and acting weird about it, should I not be sure? <laughs> right? So you can even like unsell someone who was sold from the get-go. We don't want that. So safety. This is a feeling that we can't ignore you guys in our business, not for us. And a good way to notice it is next time you're going to shop in any experience. I know it's COVID. So like you're probably doing a lot of online shopping, but if you do go anywhere that has shopping notice the shopping experience or even if you're buying something over the phone like notice the things you like and the things you don't like and what makes you feel safe right that is a really great way to know what's going to make your customer feel safe and to continue to create that environment and that space and that conversation that tone and that energy that is just going to make them feel Like they know you, they trust you, they like you, and they'll buy anything you fucking sell because it's gold. All right, you guys, have a fabulous weekend.